You are listening to episode 5 of Affordable Italy, Living La Dolce Vita on a Bootstring. Trains, planes, and buses are easily within reach of today's beautiful, ancient, and modern town. Beaches are 20 to 25 minutes away, and year-round snow is nearby too. Join me as we explore Chieti, Abruzzo. Ciao! If expatriation and immigration are on your mind, you've looked at Italy and wondered, is it possible? I did. In 2019, I was certain we could do it. In 2020, the world changed, and due to our reaction to it, our situation changed as well. I was no longer certain that Italy was within our reach. Plus, rumors about taxes and visas had me both confused and worried. Thanks to my favorite podcast, Retire There with Gil and Jean, and a bevy of generous immigrants who've gone before, as well as a personality that tends to doggedly seek to turn lemons to limoncello, my dream was rekindled. I decided to get my questions answered directly from first-person sources already experiencing affordable Italy, living La Dolce Vita on a bootstring. Join me as we explore with expats and experts if a future in Italy could be on your horizon. Recently, an American friend shopping for property near the city we'll be covering today told me, it's like Florida, only when you're on the beach you see the mountains with snow behind you. That was intriguing. I've since discovered that many people consider Chieti Abruzzo, a beautiful city located in the province of the same name and seated about a 25-minute drive from some of the region's most popular beaches on the Adriatic Sea. As of January 2022, according to iStat, the population of the city itself was 48,455, which makes it too large to qualify as one of the region's 7% flat tax towns. With views of the Grand Sasso and the Maiella as its mountainous backdrop and incredible proximity to gorgeous beaches, along the coast, Chieti is a place of interesting contrasts. It's one of Italy's oldest cities, even older than Rome. There's a charming Centro Storico, seated high atop a hill with a rich trove of cultural and historical sites nearby, including churches, a cathedral, palazzos, Roman ruins, and an amphitheater, even a museum of archaeology. These play against a sharp contrast down the hill, where Chieti Scalo has modern housing, malls, and likely all the amenities and vibe that made my friend think of Florida. A bike path called the Via Verde stretches for 23 miles along an old railroad line right on the coast going from San Salvo Marina and arriving in Ortona. The bus service is reportedly robust and Chieti has its own train station, which can link riders to Pescara and eventually you could get to Rome. If the Eternal City isn't your destination, you could head north or south along the entire Adriatic coast, making your way to either Venice or southern Puglia. But listeners by now know why I'm covering Chieti. It's affordable. Joining me today is Reno D. Berardino. He responded to my recent tourist questions on a Facebook group about a beach town in Abruzzo that we're planning on visiting soon, and a conversation ensued. He revealed he would love to share with you his passion about the city he was born and has lived in almost his entire life, with a few years in Ireland and Germany as well. His personal interests include food, nature, personal growth, coaching, tourism, and traveling, which blend nicely into his business activities. He has an MBA and a keen interest in local real estate, believing that there's a huge gap between local agents and foreign buyers, especially when it comes to unbiased opinions. He understands that it is somewhat difficult to make contact with real estate agents in Italy. So he has developed One Stop Abruzzo, a company designed to help bridge communication gaps by providing high quality videos of properties for either a buyer to evaluate properties from a distance more completely or for sellers interested in marketing globally. He created a presence for One Stop Abruzzo on YouTube, where I found easy to understand videos of homes in the region and in addition to adject information about the cultural and historical treasures around them, Reno is incredibly busy with a family as well, and we had one heck of a time finding a common hour. Thank you, Reno, for making time to share Chieti with us at midnight, your time. <laughs> yes, yes, it's true. It's midnight. Hopefully I'm not too sleepy to speak. <laughs> But thank you so much for doing this for us. No worries. You are boots on the ground for listeners today who are interested in considering Chieti or surrounding regions as a potential home. And you're clearly in tune with the communication problems that develop when people are home shopping from a distance, as well as current real estate market in and around Chieti. What are some things you love about Chieti? Paint a picture for us, if you would, about what it's like to live there. And Nancy, thanks for having me in the, in the podcast. And uh, I'm always happy to bring interest in, in Chieti in my region so thank you so much and regarding Chieti I mean I have an history with this city I mean I'm originally from Busi which is a little town in the center of Abruzzo and but I studied in Chieti and my wife is from Chieti and both my sons are born in Chieti so I mean 
it's <laughs> somewhat it's, uh, we are linked uh, me and the city so mm. but the city it's a uh, very nice like you mentioned uh, just below 50,000 people living here so I think it's just right proper size you know there is the university the hospital you get the services but you don't get that huge noise from big cities you know and uh, plus there is uh, the historical center you know which is very clean it's relaxed you, you know it's uh, it's one of those cities that you can really have a, a good quality of life here you know so I'm uh, I'm really happy living here awesome whenever somebody tells me Florida or like Florida or like California the one word that comes to my mind is expensive <laughs> yeah no 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 that, that could then possibly be the case here no 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 absolutely and uh, then I can tell I, I I'm of course I'm doing real estate videos so I know the real estate market and especially in Kieti uh, compared to Kieti Scalo which you also mentioned uh, where the university or the hospital is prices are really not uh, high for properties but also for cost of living uh, you can really rent rooms or apartment for uh, for little money definitely not the not expensive do you have a handle on what it would be in the range to rent a really nice finished two-bedroom apartment or to buy a home or apartment that's a two-bedroom in Kiete, either the Centro or or Scalo Okay, I, I actually filmed a couple of videos in Kiety. One was an historical uh, house from the early 900s, uh, which was really cool. And uh, it's priced at the 89,000 and it's uh, two rooms plus the kitchen plus a small courtyard. And it's uh, really close to the public transportation and city center. So it's actually uh, less. Uh, and I think it's also negotiable. You know, you can get it from 80,000. This was a really nice property. So you can find even cheaper uh, if you want. Uh, Kidiscalo, like you mentioned, has uh, larger houses, new apartments. Uh, so the, the, the architecture is, dif is different there. The investment type that they are doing is different because people there buy it for students or, you know, proximity to, not even Kedis far away, but Kediscalo is even more close to Pescara and to the highway, you know, so better connection in a way or shorter, uh, shorter trips. So the prices might be uh, a little bit more expensive. And in terms of the rental, I think you can rent it for five, 500 to 650 monthly uh, an house uh, for a two bedroom yeah 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 depending of course on the standards uh, if you go to luxury you know there are some of the historical villas that uh, maybe can reach uh, you know nine nine hundred uh, but of course you, you have uh, all the all the opportunities Sure, all the range, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. But it does sound like there's an affordable range there for uh, yeah. middle-income people that would be looking for a two-bedroom. Interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, absolutely. Definitely, definitely, definitely. There is uh, opportunities here for, okay. for those price. You mentioned hospital a couple of times yeah. in that university and hospital. Tell me a little bit about proximity to that hospital. What's it like? Easy to get to? Yeah, yeah. It, it's also an amazing hospital. I have to say it's, uh, you know, healthcare in Italy, it's uh, highly regarded. It's free. Uh, I don't know exactly for the expats, but I think it's free anyway. If you get uh, residency, not 100% sure, but it should be free. Pro possibly, you know, <laughs> more than me. But It's a part of the public system? Yes, yes, yes. If it's part of the public system, my understanding is, I'm not sure about Abruzzo's percentage. But for an expat that's not a dual citizen, it would be right. a percentage of your base income. So for instance, I have a friend yeah. who lives in Puglia who spends 8% of her income yeah. to join the public healthcare system there. So, you know, it's probably not far from that range in Abruzzo as well. So if it's public, yes, it would be free after that, after you pay that. Must be probably the same. Yeah. And the, the, that hospital, um, to answer your question, is amazing because it's also a university hospital. How do you call it? Oh, a teaching hospital. A teaching yeah. hospital. Yeah. Basically, there's the university and in literally three minutes walk, there's the hospital. You know, it's one single giant uh, area which has both. So you get always students and, uh, you know, research and uh, it's uh, rather new and it's uh, close to the highway, uh, the A14 highway. Uh, I don't know if you know what kind of highway it's, but no. it's a, an highway. Yeah, in a, it's a major highway in Italy, which goes from Taranto, which is in Puglia, uh, up to Bologna, like straight, uh, straight to the east coast of Adriatic. So it's uh, really, really close. Yeah. yeah wow, yeah. that's that's wonderfully situated. 
Okay. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. How about the other things around healthcare since we kind of started on that topic? The hospital sounds like that's amazing. There's always research wherever there's a teaching hospital. That's a big deal. Even here in the States, I would always choose a, a teaching hospital. What about things like doctor's offices, dentists, all the things that go along with healthcare? Those private, uh, we, we call them like private practitioners, uh, maybe. Uh, yeah, so uh, we have plenty of them. For example, in Katy specifically, there is one, uh, for example, just I know because I had the surgery, you know, in my eye. Uh, it's, um, you know, PRK laser. And mm -hmm. I did it in Katy and I, I have um, many, many reports from people, uh, even even coming from the north to have the surgery here because it was very cheap. It's uh, uh, below, uh, I think, it was five years ago and it was below 2000 oh. uh yeah yeah and uh, now possibly i don't know maybe it's double it but uh, i mean it's still still pretty low and uh, but you can have it for free in the hospital the the difference is that uh, you get uh, priority uh, if you go to the private production i see yeah and of course other doctors are always available and uh, i mean the benefit of katie uh, is also that it's only 15 kilometers from pescara which is 160,000 people oh wow yeah so it's uh, you know you get everything really within 15 20 minutes drive i i i work in pescara so i i drive all days there and it's uh, commuting it takes only a uh, 17 minutes 16 minutes and the mornings so it's uh straight yeah. that's not even considered a commute where i live yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if yeah. you're not driving 40 minutes you're yeah, exactly. you're, uh, yeah you're right we are spoiled in italy I, I always i often hear people yeah no 20 kilometers uh 13 miles more or less uh are too much guys it's, <laughs> It's not too much. No, <laughs> really, it's not. Oh, no, no, exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. How about public transportation? And tell me a little bit. I saw, I saw that there is a good bus service, but talk to me about yeah. that. A lot of people are not going to want to own a car. Is it possible yeah. to not own a car and live a rich, full life there? Yeah, yeah, uh, absolutely. I mean, not everywhere in Abruzzo. Of course, if you if you choose small towns you always have public transport but it's not like you have a you know high frequency uh, whereas in Katy, uh, you have uh, the major bus line which goes also to the train station and again to pescara it's one bus uh, every 15 minutes so wow uh, yeah yeah so absolutely high frequency and then you obviously have other areas that maybe are less covered you still can go can go around uh, and you mentioned i lived in berlin so i might have high standards you know, because uh, Berlin was really amazing in terms of public transport. So I, I cannot say it's the same here because you only have the bus and the train. Uh, you don't have any metro, you know, but still uh, it's possible to to live here without the car. We have shopping malls, big supermarkets, uh, grocery stores everywhere. And uh, yeah, you can uh, definitely, definitely stay here even without the car. That's awesome. What about trains? Tell me a little bit more about what appears to be an awesome train situation. Yeah, 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 that's true. That's true. Uh, we are close to, uh, like we were saying earlier, the A14 is the car, uh, the highway, but in parallel, you have the railway. And basically from there, you can uh, you can get the Frecce. Uh, we call that uh, Harrows. Uh, the Frecce Argento uh, are the trains from Trenitalia, which are basically are fast train that goes to north and south. And I can go to Milan because I work there also. I work, I'm based in Pescara, but I also have an office in Milan. Uh, and I go there in four hours and 14 minutes, which wow. is not... Uh, yeah, it's not too bad. I mean, after Bologna, you get the real high speed. Uh, but from uh, Pescara to Bologna, it's uh, high speed. It's uh, 200 uh, kilometers per hour. I think it's uh, 120 miles per hour something so i know it's uh, fast yeah yeah it's uh, it's okay it's not ultra fast but it's fast and uh, so you can get the train uh, easily and also you have the airport thing talk to me about that airport does it go international where does it go 
Yeah, no, the, the airport is really nice addition. Uh, it's not an international airport, meaning that uh, there are no flights from the States, I think. Ten years ago, they attempted to have a new a New York flight. Uh, it was okay, but uh, I mean, it, it's a small airport. But on the other end, on the summer, you have lots of destinations. Uh, you have Krakow, uh, Warsaw, Prague, Berlin as well, London all year, Brussels, Tirana, Bucharest. Uh, yeah, you get at least 15 destinations. And in Europe, I'm not sure how the situation is in the States, but in Europe, uh, flying domestically, it's uh, really affordable. Like sometimes uh, you can get flight tickets even, uh, you know, from 90 euros round trip, uh, really, really cheap. So did you say 90, nine zero? Yeah, yeah, nine zero. Yeah, yeah, nine zero. Okay, yeah, that's very reasonable. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, not always. In the summer, of course, you might see prices rises, but I I always found tickets, you know, worst case scenario, I don't know, might be 100. uh, If you have to go to Prague, maybe 150 but still i mean you are going to Czech republic you know it's not bad by any by any <laughs> means you know <laughs> right 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 yeah. i cannot believe you're 4 hours by train away from milan i did not realize that that's yeah, shocking yeah. to me i mean it seems like a long time to you but not to me that's great it, it's not ultra fast because i mean if you if you are in rome you always you do get the real high speed and mm-hmm. it's uh, even less. I think it's less than three hours. And uh, basically, we are in the same latitude. So one would imagine, you know, more or less uh, the same distance, but they are faster trains on the left, uh, on the west part. Okay, but still great service along the whole Adriatic. Yeah, I'm yeah. impressed. Yeah. How about the Flix bus? A friend of mine likes to, um, he lives in Marque, and they like to take the Flix bus to Rome. Do you guys have Flix bus service there? Yeah, yeah. Well? Yeah, 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 absolutely. Uh, Flexbus coverage is uh, pretty strong. I personally only took it once because if I have to go to Rome, uh, I normally go with uh, another company. It's called the Pronto Bus. Um, it's uh, basically run service every one hour and a half, two hours to the airport. So uh, I, I always use them. So you have like 12, 13 buses uh, on one day. So if you want to go to the airport, so they leave you uh, exactly outside the airport and the ticket was 25 euros more or less uh, to go and it's okay. uh, two hours and 15 two hours 13 uh, 30 minutes more or less it would be a tough day trip i think you'd have to leave awfully early and get back awfully late but an overnight that's an incredibly inexpensive way to get to rome for an overnight yeah exactly yeah yeah totally exactly. delightful obviously you're proximal to water that's not not a question when you consider how close Chiete is Chieti is to the ocean the adriatic uh, what about other things? You've got the Maella and the Sasso there for hiking. Talk to me about those things and other cultural areas of, of interest for people. What What is there to do that's wonderful there? Yeah, so, yeah, basically, if you want to ski, uh, they always say that Abruzzo has both the sea and the mountains, you know, within uh, 50 kilometers. And it's true, because if you go to the Maiella mountain, when you are skiing, you can see the sea. And uh, so it's not something that you can uh, have in uh, many regions. We have in Roccarazzo, uh, maybe if, if needed, I can uh, chat you the name so you can uh, provide it. Sure. Uh, to your listeners, mm-hmm. uh, Roccarazzo is the southernmost, uh, the biggest southernmost uh, ski resort uh, in in Europe. Uh, we have uh, there, we have a lot of ski. Um, how do you say the ski trucks? Uh, the the uh, slopes. Slopes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There are quite a lot of them uh, in uh, in Roccarazzo, and then, like you said, in Campo Imperatore, uh, you have the southernmost uh, glacier in Europe. It's uh, 2,900 meters, uh, which I'm not sure uh, how much is in feet. Let me see quickly. It's uh, 9,500. So, oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, it, you have snow whole year. So you can uh, you can even go in summer. In summer is popular to go there and hike, uh, you know, to reach, to reach the glacier. And uh, uh, you also have a lot of uh, art cities nearby. Uh, you have Atri. For example, in mm-hmm. the Teramo province, uh, Guardia Grele. Uh, so you can Penne in the in Pescara province. There are some popular destinations which are not explored 
uh, yet. There have been a lot of investment recently. Uh, even with my channel, I've been uh, talking with a lot of experts, you know, that have invested in Italy. And uh, they created all sorts of nice things. For example, there is a lady from Poland which uh, opened a farm in the Kiedi province and uh, she does uh, foraging. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She, yeah, she opened the Nome restaurant, you know, mixing Italian and Polish uh, recipes with foraging. Uh, she, she gets their own herbs, you know. It's really, really nice. Uh, really nice. Wow, that's unique. <laughs> yeah, yeah, indeed, indeed. With the proximity to the mountains comes a risk for seismic or earthquake activity. And Abruzzo is definitely one of those regions that can suffer from that and has suffered from that in specific locations. So that's one type of natural disaster. There are other kinds of natural disasters that people want to be aware of and think about too. Things like um, flooding, fire. You don't have volcanoes. That's good. I'm going to talk yeah. <laughs> to you a little bit about natural disaster risks and what that looks like in Chieti. Yeah. So the worst thing you mentioned is the earthquakes in Abruzzo, but honestly, you only get those uh, in in the central part of Abruzzo, uh, so in the L'Aquilas province. Uh, if you check any seismic map, I think it's they are called that way, mm -hmm. you will see that uh, as you move towards the coast, you will see that uh, the level, uh, the magnitude of the earthquakes uh, goes low and low and low. And uh, I checked this because, uh, again, uh, I mentioned that I was born in Bussi, which is in the central of, center mm -hmm. of Abruzzo. And uh, my, my wife is scared of earthquakes, so we checked, uh, you know, totally all the things. And here, uh, you can only get earthquakes up to 5.7, which, I mean, it's still bad, of course. Mm -hmm. uh, don't get me wrong, it's bad. But it's not like, uh, it's not, it's never a destroying earthquakes. Even if you go backwards in history, you will see it, uh, there wasn't any major event except the one of the 1922, but the building, building techniques were different back then. And, so uh, true. And Italy is very yeah. strict now, right? I imagine you being involved in real estate, you probably actually have your finger on the pulse of that. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, yeah. All the uh, seismic upgrades that yeah. have to be done. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And uh, we also got uh, some money from Europe uh, even before COVID. But after COVID, we also get a lot of influx of money that the government decided to direct into the buildings. So it was the 110%, uh, it was called. So basically, Is this the government. A super bonus? Super yes, bonus yes, yeah, yeah. Yes, exactly. Exactly. So there is a lot of activity going on, you know, a lot of renovation now. And uh, like you said, uh, strict rules when it comes to, you know, renovating the buildings. So even in the center of Bruzzo now, it, it's good. But where we are now in uh, coastline, more or less, the risk is way lower. Good, good. And then in terms of uh, flood, do you guys have any problems with flooding? That, that's been an unusual year in Italy. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I mean, uh, flooding, you never know. I can, I can tell from experience that in Kiedi, we never had any uh, river flooding or we didn't have any major issue. But uh, how can I say for sure that we will never have? No. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. None of us but can say. It, <laughs> yeah, exactly. But I mean, it's not like Liguria. You know, Liguria, if you Google it, Every two years, there's something going on with the, you know, with the flooding. So mm. uh, instead, the Abruzzo is not, uh, is not major, you know, there are not major events. I think we have a lot of trees, uh, greens, uh, so they, they block, you know, the, the flooding. So the, the natural beauty uh, is helping with the, with that. So it's not really an issue. And uh, Okay. Yeah, Is no. fire so, not uh, either? Is fire of concern very much? Even there, you don't know because every year is different. Like mm -hmm. they say that uh, it's depending on how hot the situation is every year. But I think there are some people, unfortunately, are often burning forests. So it's, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like so controlled I burns? Uh, I, I'm not sure we are talking about the same thing here because uh, okay. uh, control birds are those uh, farmers that maybe need to burn an area and that's maybe there's an accident and uh, a fire starts. That's rare. But there are people uh, lighting fire uh, on purpose uh, somewhere in Italy. So it's not something that happens, of course, all the time, but uh, you might get one of those things. Okay. But uh, yeah, I'm seeing the situation now. Uh, you are from the USA. I'm following the news in the 
uh, Hawaii, so and mm -hmm. I'm seeing Canada. I mean, mm -hmm. it, it's no more, no less than other countries, I would say. Fire is horrible, yeah. no matter where it happens, yes. but it's good to mm -hmm. know that it's not a huge alarm there. Um, let's switch to something a little more fun for a minute now that we've talked. Oh, <laughs> actually, before we switch to something fun, let's talk about weather. What is the weather like there? I'm assuming that you're so close to the coast that you've got to be humid. Cold is cold, highest heat. What What's weather like? Let me see. Uh, in, in July, it was pretty bad. So we got even 42 degrees Celsius, which is 107 Fahrenheit. So it was pretty bad. And now it's midnight and we have a 68 Fahrenheit. Oh, so, beautiful. Yeah. yeah that's that's <laughs> so, perfect. Yeah. 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 But generally, June through September, you get anything from 82 Fahrenheit. I'm uh, I'm doing the conversion now uh, to 91. Okay. In the in the evenings, you are always around uh, 68, 69. Uh, so it's uh, pretty nice. And uh, winters are not that cold. We do get occasional snow. Oh, it is 350 meters, 1,100 feet. So it's it's not high, mm -hmm. uh, but we yeah we do get some occasional snow. But generally, it's mild uh, winters. I would say the worst you can have normally it's uh, around uh, 41 Fahrenheit. It's livable, uh, yeah. but it, this is the absolute worst. Okay. When a person is thinking about heating or cooling there, and obviously with evaluating homes, et cetera, that's going to be an issue. What are utility costs like there? I hear from friends in Puglia, friends in Marque, that uh, utility costs since Ukraine was invaded have been yeah. just horrific. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it depends on uh, various factors. Uh, how recent is your house? What kind of fixtures, uh, windows you have? Uh, if your walls are insulated, uh, if your heatings, heaters, radiators are on the wall or if you are under floor, very difficult to say. How much uh, warmth you want mm -hmm. in, in your place? It is increasing. Uh, it is increasing. Last winter, I mean, I'm happy to share. I think we got, the worst we got was 210 euros uh, for two months how big is your house you know? it's quite big it's a uh, two thousand square feet okay and 200 so, a month it's yeah, yeah. no 200 for two for two months oh, for yeah. two months oh yes yeah. you know that is that is not horrific exactly this is good but for example i have uh, new fixtures and i have underfloor heating and i have walls insulation whereas my father uh, which is in Busi, he got 600 euros <gasps> for two months and i was right same size more or less uh, simply because uh, you know the building is built different because that house is from the 80s and my house is from 2010 yeah so it's it really many many factors that plays an important part in it uh, but now you know with the renewable energy people have uh, solar panels you know you even in that case i think if you come here and you invest definitely check also those things what is the situation in the house with the renewables you know turbine solar panels geothermal uh, it's not so much popular in in abruzzo but you know you never know yeah yeah okay good advice good advice at the beginning of this conversation i cut you off because you wanted to tell me <laughs> about something that you're doing today that i think everybody would love to hear about i know i i want to but i wanted to share it tell me and everybody else a little bit about what you were doing today that was unique to your area and the culture there yeah yeah absolutely no, today i was in altino which is a town a little town in the katie's province i think 40 minutes drive from here so not super close not super far and uh, basically i was uh, at the uh, in a sagra uh, sagras are uh, they are all over in every town in abruzzo for the old summer every town has uh, its own product so for example, in my uh, original uh, town, uh, there are trouts and shrimps. So you will have the sagra of trout and shrimps. Whereas today I was in the sagra of uh, sweet pepper of Valtino, which is basically a red pepper, which is not spicy, but uh, instead uh, it's it's sweet. And they do all sorts of things.
things with this pepper. So uh, they have, uh, you know, some sort of sauce or they do, they did pork stew. It was, there was rabbit, you know, the, uh, eggs, all sorts of things. And it was super nice because the town is uh, small. It's uh, 3,000 people living. Mm-hmm. And there is a, a small city center, you know, the classical city center, Italian, you know, with the bricks, the church, uh, the small mm-hmm. hall lace. Just, uh, it was just great music, people. And I will have a vlog about this. So if you want to take a look at the video, <laughs> oh, we would love so. that. Yes, yeah, yeah. great idea. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. It will be in two weeks. But definitely, if you are in Italy or if you're living here, you have every day, every day there is a sagra going on. You know, it can be anything, it can be a rosticini. Tell people a little bit about that. That's a local yeah. or a regional. Yeah, exactly. I don't know if delicacy is the word, but a regional food that's important to know. Tell them about yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, we are, we are popular most. I, I would say probably most of everything uh, for this, uh, it's not a case that the first food that came to my mind is a rosticini, even though it's not, uh, it, I like them, but it's not my absolute favorite. And they are basically meat skewers uh, that are made from sheep meat. And uh, they are around 20 to 30 grams, depending uh, who, who does those. Uh, I'm not sure about the conversion. That's okay, that's okay. People can look it up. You can eat up to, even there is various, but 10 to 25, depending on the person, you know. So, and those are very popular in Abruzzo. They are uh, literally everywhere. Uh, You can have it for one, uh, roughly one euro each, more or less. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Wow. So, So, 10 euro. I'm not going to be able to say it. Arrasti- ten arrosticini. Yeah, arrosticini for ten nice. euros. That's nice. Yes. Okay. Um, yeah, aren't exactly. they sometimes done over an open fire or a grill kind of a thing? Did I see that? They are <laughs> cooked on the charcoal, but in a not in a typical uh, BBQ that you might think, you know, it's not like uh, the Weber or the Asa, uh, Kamado, you know, not one of those circular grills. Uh, there is a specific grill that we call uh, Fornacella. Yeah, I'm sorry, this is the name. There is no translation, which is basically a rectangular barbecue. It's uh, just the right width for those arrosticini. So they go there, one next to the other, and then uh, you cook 30 to 50 per time. And uh, yeah, and mm-hmm. that's, uh, that's about it. <laughs> yeah. All right. So does Chieti have it, its own local food that is specialized? Uh, yes. Uh, Chieti may be the city. I'm not sure what is the best because uh, being a big city, uh, you never get, you know, one single product. So I'm not sure. But here around, uh, there are a lot of things. Uh, you have sweets. Of course, again, Arrostigini are always there or uh, types of pasta. There is one particular that uh, we like it's uh, called the Munyaya. Maybe Google it. It's uh, very good. It's a long. Imagine one spaghetti l- length, but imagine that they are 15 spaghetti tied together. So it's mm. it's a large. Yeah, it's a large one, and it's uh, very interesting. And there's got to be amazing seafood. True, true. We have the Adriatic uh, where we can fish. So in Pescara, mostly it's more popular because it's exactly on the seaside. Kieti is, is more meat for meat lovers in a way. You, you start mm-hmm. to feel that, uh, you know, hillside, uh, mountain vibe. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that's just, interesting. Okay. Yeah, but you still get it. And basically, just a curiosity for you and uh, your listeners. Uh, people from Chieti go to the sea in Francavilla. And mm-hmm. uh, people from Pescara go to Pescara. Like, it's rare that people from Chieti go to Pescara. There is some sort of, uh, you know, fun rivalry. Okay. Nothing really a problem, but uh, there's a rivalry, you know. That is funny. I hear a lot about Francavilla. That is, yeah. that's often spoken of in both travel and and um, immigrant sites. So yeah, yeah. it's yeah. cheaper than Pescara, and you oh. basically get the same hot tip. Uh, the same, yeah, yeah, okay. exactly. Okay, great. It's to basically know. the same. You don't even recognize that you change city when you're driving because they are uh, just tied together. So okay. uh, it's the same. <laughs> Sandy Beach or Pebble Beach? Sandy. Sandy, sandy beach okay like yeah, white sandy yeah. beach nice yeah, yeah. all right yeah, beautiful yeah, yeah. and i don't know the word pronunciation i read it all the time but the trombochi the fishing the big oh it's tra- trabocchi 
Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. Is this in the right region? Are we talking about the right region for those or am I in the wrong region for those? No, no, you are in the right region. It's just a little bit further south. Uh, so from Francavilla, then you have Ortona and then you have San Vito and then the Trabocchi coast starts. I would say 30 kilometers more or less from here. Generally there, the water is cleaner. Uh, the, the southern you go, the cleaner the water. Mm. but a little bit less uh, services. Uh, you know, if you go in Pescara, it's like uh, Rimini in a way. Uh, you know, it's a big city and uh, yeah, the, the powerhouse of, of the region, you know, so you, you get that vibe. Whereas if you go further south, uh, you get a more, a more rural and... Uh, natural, maybe. More natural yeah, beaches. Na- yeah. Yes, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah okay. definitely. Also a really good tip. That's That sounds yeah. gorgeous. Let's do talk for a minute about restaurants and pricing. Those of us who are interested in affordable living in Italy, there are regions that are cities that we're clearly not going to be able to eat out in very often. I mean, there are always probably affordable options, but Chieti as a city and as a region, maybe easier on the wallet for us. What does that look like? A, a meal out for two, give me a high and a low range. I think you also have some Michelin star restaurants. Yes, we, we do. We do. There is a lot of Michelin restaurants uh, here. Uh, and uh, they are worth it. And the Michelin restaurant, maybe start with the, the end. <laughs> I think the most expensive one, it's uh, Nico Romito, but he is three stars. And he is in, La, in Castel di Sangre, La Huila's province. That's a food experience. Uh, I like to go. So I think his menu now, it's 280 per person without wines. So, okay. but that's... That's a okay. three-star Michelin restaurant. Yes, this is not, Ex- yes. exactly. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, I, I mean, it, it seems expensive. Maybe it is, yes. but yeah. It, but it's Where, a Michelin three-star. So. Yeah. Maybe so. Going down the ladder, you also have one stars, Michelin stars, and you you're able to eat there you know, from eighty to hundred twenty okay. per person. So okay. not too, not too bad, I, mm. I would say. For a Michelin and, star, yeah. Yeah, yeah, not, and it's uh, it's really, really an experience. Those uh, three or four restaurants that are really good. Uh, we, we have to thank Nico for this. Uh, if you Google him, uh, Nico Romido, he has, he has done a lot uh, for the region. And mm. uh, he, he, has a, he has a school and many of his alumni have, uh, have invested also here. So it's really, really nice. Nice. And then, yeah, then you have, uh, you know, the regular restaurant, the seafood restaurant, the pizza, the rosticini, so anything, really anything for your pockets. But I will say the cheapest are what we call the trattoria, which is the, a not too fancy restaurant. Okay. Yeah, but it's, so, they are so not bad. It's just, uh, you family, know, family more, eating. Maybe. Yeah, 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 exactly. So you can still eat there for 20 to 25 euros each. So okay. the dinner for two, 40 to 50. And okay. then, of course, depends if you get wine, if you get premium beer, you know. But sure. if you're just there, yeah, just let's go out for a pizza, you know. And uh, you can you can go out with less than 40 euros. Okay. Uh, seafood, I would say, of course, more expensive. You can uh, range from 35 each to 70. And the meat also, the meat now is going, the meat has gone up. Now in the restaurant is around uh, five or six euros per hundred grams. How do you measure uh, in ounces? Yeah, we do ounces. Yeah. Let's see how how much it is. So you can tell me if it's a lot or not. So uh, hundred grams is 3.5 ounces. Uh, five or six euros per uh, per hundred grams now. So the meat has gone up uh, recently. I mean, inflation is everywhere. So and grain, grain being affected from Ukraine. Even though we didn't get so much grain from Ukraine mm. directly, but still that impacted the whole market. So prices will be on the rise, I think, uh, for uh, additional uh, months. And uh, yeah, but again, it's like this uh, everywhere. It's not just Italy. So yeah. yeah, I'm assuming you have both regular store type markets, brick and mortar, as well as open markets. 
Yeah, 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 of course. Uh, open markets are in Kiev, I think there is every day. Uh, yeah, mm. the open market. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah, and we try to shop locally, uh, me and my wife, uh, a lot. We don't go to malls that often. We want to use local products. We eat a lot of products, you know, we, we like everything. So it, it's not like, uh, okay, the, I don't eat this, I don't eat it. We like everything. So whatever we find is, is good. And uh, there are stores that uh, we call them uh, kilometers. I don't know if yes, you yes, 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 yeah, that yeah. whole idea of that. Love that. Yeah, uh, there is a store in Kedi. It's, uh, it's called uh, Campagna Amica, which translates like uh, farming is your friend, more or less. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So basically, you go there and you can see that the vegetables are different. You know, mm. you can you can tell from from the vegetables, and though they have only um, in these stores, they have only vegetables, bread, and uh, some milk products. You know, only those three things. Interesting. And uh, but yeah, but you know from where they come, you know there's maybe there's a farm around, and uh, you know that they were maybe harvested just one week before. You know, it's one day before. You know, so uh, it's really nice, and and we have we get connection there. You know, they, there's a different type of relationship uh, even with the store owners and of course i'm not saying we don't go to malls. of course we do we do go to malls to you know for major mm -hmm. major shopping life has to happen yeah. <laughs> i'm certain that your open markets and even the farming is your friend is that what it was? yeah more or less, yes, yes, yes. Yeah. i'm sure that those are probably less expensive than those same kinds of kilometer zero stores when they exist in the states my husband loves to tell a story we used to tandem bike together and i would only bike for a treat so i could bike all <laughs> day as long as I got my treat and I remember we stopped at a really cute little open market all organic stuff and I bought a five dollar peach he never got over oh, wow <laughs> but I was getting uh, my treat you know <laughs> of course I mean that the treat is the peach so it was good treat it was it wasn't like a tiramisu so it's uh, fair enough wow five euro uh, five dollars yeah, for people to buy in season organic produce local it's not always inexpensive yeah no no here it's uh, I'm not saying it's completely the contrary but recently uh, you know that there was this misconception that buying those products will be more pricey but now uh, the last couple of years that prices are, are rising you know in the in the big chains in reality you don't see uh, you don't see a lot of difference it's, it's just that now the mindset is that you go and you shop in malls you know so you don't even try to to explore new things thankfully my wife she she loves to cook and she does uh, she Lucky does all sorts of work yeah, yeah, exactly. Great. She does all sorts of research. So Great. Okay. Yeah. Do you know any uh, immigrants in your area who are aging there in Chieti? One of the things that's ever present on our mind is if we if we decide to stay in Italy for the long term, if we make that the last home, what does it look like for people who are not Italian and don't have family there to support them to age in place there? Yeah, I think now it's easier than uh, 10 years ago simply because of the power of the social network uh, for example uh, I mean we, we met on the social network so you know mm -hmm. I'm a member of uh, an expat community here and uh, I, I constantly see people you know supporting themselves and uh, of course if it was uh, even 15 years ago uh, this wouldn't be the case mm -hmm. uh, so I, I mean Italy is not Denmark it's not like everyone speaks English so might be trickier due to the language barrier Possibly, but I don't see, you know, any issue. Uh, I know people that have been living here, you know, for the past 15 years and uh, they, they never left. So I, I think it's possible. And with the benefit of social networks groups, you can have also an amazing life, even socially, you know. Yeah, to, to be connected that way actually does change the picture. I hadn't actually really even thought about that. I do know that some people use what's called a badante. And I'm yeah. wondering if there are actually like assisted living or nursing nursing home type facilities in and around Kiev. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm not sure. Uh, I mean, there are, uh, because uh, in, I've seen it all the time. Thankfully, since my parents didn't need yet, didn't ex mm -hmm. explore any of these possibilities, but my grandfather was uh, in one of those facilities, so they are there. And I think 
I think he was paying, since with the topic, I mean, it's affordable Italy. Uh, mm-hmm. He was paying, I, I think it's only uh, 900 to 1,100 uh, euros monthly. And wow. I, I don't think it's bad. No, at, that's at, not bad. Yeah. Yeah. I have a family member that I think is in the range of $6,000 a month. And yeah. No. People tell me low on the scale. Yeah. It's unbelievable yeah. here. So that's good news. And I mean, we, we should compare the services. I mean, uh, it's sure. totally fine yeah. here. Mm-hmm. It's totally fine. I cannot see how they could be better because it was uh, perfectly mm-hmm. ca- taken care of. You know, I, I think it's doable uh, if uh, you need to go into one of these facilities. Hopefully not, but okay. uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, you can. But good to know that that support is there and the choice could be made to stay. And comparative to the U.S., 900 to 1,000 euros yeah. is reachable by most people, not necessarily what, what they would pay here. Oh, great. I'm wondering about local native attitudes about those of us who come in from the outside. Are they inclusive of people from other countries and not just accept that they're there, but do they welcome them into their lives and, and become friends? I mean, I've read stories about people, uh, you know, for example, cutting grass uh, without asking anything or bringing food, you know, without, uh, mm. uh, you know, those nice little gestures, which I think tell a much larger uh, story about the attitude. Uh, I think especially in little towns that are losing people nowadays, uh, because, uh, you know, Italy has a problem with the uh, newborns. Uh, we are similar to Japan, you know, we, we yeah. are not, uh, we're not having a lot of kids. Uh, so I think people are starting to realize that the influx from abroad is actually good so they don't see it as negative or anything if anything i think positive but of course the difficulty is uh, is the english because not everyone speaks uh, english and uh, especially you know elderly people have, have much more difficult so i think that's the only barrier Okay. If you come, you know, and you speak a little bit of Italian, it's a piece of cake, you will be, you will blend it just amazingly, amazingly. That's amazing. I mean, you, you've actually just completely answered all of my last questions in that. <laughs> That's perfect. But we can expand. Why do you consider Chieti a good and affordable place for immigrants to come and live? What would you say would be, nobody has a better feel, I think, for the current housing market than you do because you are out there combing it and videotaping it and presenting it. Um, Yeah. So what would be the things that you feel make Chieti? the right place for immigrants. I think in Kiedi you can still get that uh, Italian vibe thing because you have the old town, it's the old city. So you get uh, those historical uh, city center, uh, you get the stunning theater, you get a wonderful park. So in the city center, you get that vibe. But on the other end, you are living a real life. So there's a time when you want to go to a specific restaurant. There's a time when you want to go to the beach. There's a time that you need to go to a train there's the time that you want to visit Rome and I think that the connection that the proximity to all uh, range of services you know without stressing too much it's uh, what makes uh, this area uh, really worth it you know because ultimately living in the town uh, in the hills or in the mountains it's uh, don't get me wrong it's uh, it's amazing whatever but if you need to drive 45 minutes uh, to go to a hospital you know if you have to do it uh, once per month mm-hmm. it's something to factor in you know absolutely and especially with aging on the horizon i thought we all love the idea of the dream yeah Yeah, exactly yeah by all means if someone is listening and you have to come here by far by all means do that (laughs) Uh, we we have plenty of land Uh, it's not katie where you want to buy because katie is a city but uh, you know if you are just coming here to live without spending too much but still having all the services you know enjoy a good walk uh, low criminal you know, all, mm, all sorts good, of things that uh, ultimately make life. I think kid is uh, it's a really good, good compromise. Definitely open my eyes. Definitely. <laughs> There's so much oh. to the amenities that Kieti has, as well as the cultural and, you know, kind of that old world feel, like you were saying as well. You can hit on, yeah. you can hit on all cylinders, as they say. Thank <laughs> cool. you so much for spending this time with us, Reno. Tell us a little bit more about what your services are and what you do. I always like to preface this with, I have not utilized your services, so I yeah. can't make a personal recommendation based on that. But everything 
that I saw in your One Stop Abruzzo videos was excellent. I mean, that videography Thanks. that you manage is fantastic. You're very easy to understand. I love that you didn't just show the house. I don't want to give any competition a tip away though, <laughs> because I love <laughs> that you also showed the cultural things around there. There was one particular video where I think it was a Greek theater. Yeah, 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 yes. yeah. Also. Yeah, it was in Kitty. Yeah, that, I mean, you brought an expert in. Yeah, yeah, it was yeah in you brought yeah. an expert in to talk <laughs> yeah, yeah. about the history of that Greek theater. This is excellent <laughs> stuff. So tell us a little bit more about what you do and when and why a listener might have you become part of their story. Basically, the idea of uh, getting involved in the real estate property. And I stole the idea from a guy in, uh, in Portugal, actually. So uh, kudos to him if people want to see him. <laughs> by all means, the channel is called OK Portugal. So he bought a farm in Portugal and he started doing those real estate videos. And I was like, why shouldn't we do the same in Abruzzo? Because I lived abroad and I know that when you call a real estate agent and you have a foreign number or you don't speak the language, you always have more difficulties. So I was like, okay, I'm going to, first of all, be the bridge between the buyer and the seller. So I can uh, I can support buyers and sellers. And I am a project manager in my daily life. So I have a mindset to work, you know, so I'm very precise mm -hmm. on the scheduling of the videos and the editing, etc. And I am also, I have a way to communicate, which is always, you know, fast and uh, precise. And I want to bring this into the channel. And if you see all of my videos, I am also very clear with the real estate agent. I'm always like, guys, if there is a problem with this house, I'm going to say on this video, do you want to still do the video? Because I'm going to express my opinion like, okay, this is bad. Like, mm -hmm. I don't like this. You know, I, if you see the videos, you'll, you often see comments, you know, like, hey, well, why did they do this? Why? The unbiased, yeah, exactly. yes. Yeah, exactly. So that, that's the vision and that's what I'm willing to convey. And the channel is uh, growing. I mean, YouTube is a tough business. I opened it, I think, early May or end of April. And I have uh, almost 3,000 subscribers, which by YouTube standards, of course, uh, they are not a lot. But that's good. Yeah, it's, it's okay. They mm -hmm. are growing mm -hmm. daily. I'm happy. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And I just absolutely, like I said, I love that you enrich them because it isn't just about the house. I have a friend who lives in Marque. Many of us on our Facebook group know Mark Hinshaw. One of his bits of advice for people who want to move to Italy is first find your region, then find your town, and then look for your house in that order. It's really important and it's really good advice. So knowing the region and knowing what's attractive, you're helping with that in your videos when you flesh out life in those areas, instead of me just looking at a house and, and dream building about what I would do with it or, you know, whatever, to know that this is an area that I would like to live my life in. So I think that's a, a really good niche for you. Yeah, it makes sense. Thanks, Nancy, for the feedback found in the future. Hopefully I, I can keep up. Sure. With <laughs> I can relate. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much for sharing your time. I cannot imagine I'll ever have anybody that says, can we do midnight again? <laughs> so, yeah, now it's you. one one of four. Oh, goodness, we need to let you get to bed. I know you've got a couple of little folks that are going to wrangle you awake yeah. in the morning. Tomorrow, yeah. Yep. So it's an absolute pleasure, Nancy. Thanks for having me. Oh, absolutely. And folks can find you best at One Stop Abruzzo, correct? <laughs> yes, correct. Absolutely. YouTube channel or website, but mostly I'm doing YouTube. Okay. Find me there. All right. Well, thank you so much. I hope to run into you in Chianti. Yes, I would love of that. Course. Okay. If you absolutely call, I'm happy to have a coffee with you or other people that, yeah, yeah, absolutely. That would be great. I'm sure yeah, a lot yeah. of people would love to take you up on that. But thank you so much. Thank you, Nancy. Ciao. Ciao. If you enjoyed today's episode, please like us and subscribe for more. We will continue to explore regions, towns, taxes, and tips here and on Facebook at Affordable Italy, living La Dolce Vita on a bootstring, at Instagram under the same name, and eventually italyisaffordable.com. If you know anyone who is living in Italy who'd like to converse with me, I'd love to meet them via my email, italyisaffordable at gmail.com. And now for that much-anticipated limoncello. Chin chin! <laughs>